We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm really proud of our team. Um, you know, after it was decided I was going to come back, um, you know, I knew it might give us a little little jolt. Um, you know, we just had to play a lot better football in the second half, and we did. You know, we put together four scoring drives. Guys making, uh, you know, GMO a contested catch, uh, yards after the catch, and obviously uh, Devontae and, and Randall's. But uh, the protection was really good, and obviously being uh, more of a statue back there, had to you know deal the ball on time and make sure we had guys getting open. Uh, but the protection was really good, and guys made plays. You know, Ty made plays, Monte made plays, Geronimo made plays, Randall made plays, and the line blocked well. Well, happy 100th anniversary, Green Bay Packers. Yes, it is Pack a Day. Your 24/7, 365 day a year. Packer Podcast. I'm Jake Turner. This is the first official post-game of the 2018 season. Packers win 24-23. Now, wow. I mean, I'm absolutely floored right now by what I have seen tonight. Listen, I'm 32 years old. I'm down here in Orlando. I'm FaceTiming with my parents and I'm just floored by what I'm watching here. I mean, the Packers were down 17 to nothing at halftime. And then, just like that, Aaron Rodgers is out. He's hurt. 
one of the Bears players fell on him as the knee was starting to twist. And everybody's like, season's over. We're, we're doomed, right? Deshaun Kaiser comes in. He's four for seven, 55 yards and an interception. A very badly done interception. Got sacked a bunch of times. It, it looked like curtains for the Packers. And then, because you see Rodgers, he has his cap on, and he's riding in the cart, and he goes into the Lambeau Field Tunnel. And when I saw him go into that tunnel, I'm not lying to you. I, I really thought the season was over. I really did, because I thought, that's the last time I'm going to see Aaron Rodgers. He's got to have something wrong with his leg. And you know something? We don't know exactly what happened to his left leg, but we're going to find out by Wednesday. Tomorrow he's supposed to have an MRI. But of course, you know, you'll, you're going to get the tweets here from Andy Herman of Cheesehead TV, Zachary Jacobson. These are the guys that you go to to get all the best coverage that you can. Uh, this is Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, my voice is gone. It, it's shot. Because I was looking very quietly watching this game. And when I saw Rodgers just throw this bombshell, this 39-yard bomb to uh, Geronimo Allison, I was floored. It was, okay, so we're down, what was it, 20 to 10? We're down 20 to 10. And then the second drive, the Packers come back again. And it was because of a 51-yard catch by um, Devontae Adams and a 12-yard touchdown catch, 20 to 17. And Trubisky, and you know what? Give a lot of credit to the Chicago Bears, okay? Because after three quarters, the Bears had 213 total yards. The Packers only had 151, two turnovers, 23.58 time of possession for the Bears, only 20.57 for the Packers. Khalil Mack was dominating. A sack, a fumble, an interception for a touchdown off Kaiser. And then something just clicked. Because... And we're going to get into the Packer defense here in just a little bit here. But that drive made me think of 2013, the last game of the season, and knocking the Chicago Bears at Chicago. At Chicago, Randall Cobb wide open off the left side for the touchdown. Ends the Bears' season completely. And then Randall Cobb. I don't know what it is about the Bears, but Randall Cobb plays his best football. 75-yard touchdown, bomb, and... Funny thing is, Khalil Mack was set up off the right side. He's backpedaling. So first off, he's set up in the blitz. Then he backpedals. And he's like, oh no, something happened. Sling. There goes Rodgers. Lambeau Field just jumps out of their seats. I talked to Mark Eckel tonight. He said, quote, I can't believe what I just saw. Al Michaels didn't even know what he just saw. He was saying, this is stunning. And Chris Collinsworth was beyond himself. And everybody in the NFL community tonight saw on national television the Green Bay Packers winning this game 24-23. to And you know what? There was so much time left in the game. But you left so much for Rodgers because the Bears kicked that field goal, the 32-yarder by Cody Parkey. And there was two minutes and 39 seconds left on the clock, and it took 26 seconds for Farr to find Cobb running down the field for the touchdown. And then now it was down to the defense. The defense was not even that good. Our defense looked horrible. Like the first half of this game was just deplorable. It looked worse than Dom Capers' schemes. They were all over the place. It looked like crash test dummies. 
They couldn't get any pressure. Nothing good was happening. They were getting burned on routes off the sidelines. There was problems. Something just clicked in the second half. You're watching Muhammad Wilkerson just demolish Jordan Howard a bunch of times. You're watching Kenny Clark take a shot. You're watching... You know, Reggie Gilbert stepping up his game. You're watching Josh Jackson making good plays. Tremont Williams making good plays. And shutting down Allen Robinson, which was a huge play because Allen Robinson was actually starting to look pretty good. And then they just found a way. But one of my favorite things that happened during this, and I kept saying this to Bears fans all week, I said, your offensive line is a mess off that left side. Because Charles Leno Jr., he is a mediocre so what did Mike Pettin do? He lined up two, he lined up three secondary guys, and then he lined up the, the majority of the defensive line stepped up on the left side. And it spooked Leno because it was too much for him. And Trubisky was so forced out of the pocket. He had forced balls. It was really working well for them. By the way, this is the Packer Day podcast, post-game. Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. Packers win tonight 24 to 23 and probably one of the top games of Packer history. I mean, seriously, Vitzel Bar- the ghost of Vitzel Barty awoke. You know, it, I, I'm still speechless. My voice is gone, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. My voice is absolutely history. Now, we also do have uh, some audio from Aaron Rodgers during this, so we'll be playing that throughout this Pack-A-Day postgame. It's your 24-7, 365-day-a-year Packer podcast. I mean... It's just, it's crazy to me. Because go down this line here. So there's two minutes and 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Packers are up 24 to 23. And then you watch an eligible man downfield. And that was Cody Whitehair for the Bears. Made a big, crucial mistake. And then it was fourth and nine. And and then Trubisky throws off the left side. Ball goes up in the air. Game over, right? You know, all right. We just got to go down the field, get a first down, call it, and it's it's over. Then that wretched, awful yellow flag comes sailing in. Packer fans are celebrating. And just like that, they went, hey. Because the one guy that wasn't doing anything all night tonight made probably the biggest mistake of the night. Almost cost the Packers. And that was Clay Matthews on the rough in the passer penalty. And he, and Matthews should know better. You know, so what I really do appreciate what Mike McCarthy did was he told Reggie Gilbert, get your butt in there and get Matthews out of there and benched him for the rest of the game. I like that. I admire that. You know, it, it kind of just... Because this, season, this Packers season looked like it was done in the first half. And it's the 100th anniversary, and we already went through the broken collarbone last year against the Minnesota Vikings, and then he's carted off, and you're just sitting there wondering to yourself, what, is this happening again? I mean, I went on Twitter, and uh, Packer fans were like, this season's over, I'm done, I'm going to watch... I'm going to go watch the Alec Baldwin show or whatever was on other networks. Uh, I'm going to bed. I got work in the morning. Uh, It looked like it was done. Because, and we know this already, that the Green Bay Packers cannot win, cannot get to the Super Bowl unless Aaron Rodgers is playing. That's why you pay your best player. The best player is Rodgers. And we saw it again tonight. 
And I, and I love it how, you know, everybody believed, like, you know, the Packers are back. They're going to be amazing. They're going to be spectacular. All this stuff. You know something? For us, for this team to only have one bad half of football and come out in the second half like they did and bring in Rodgers says, no, I'm playing this. I'm playing. Because he knew that that rivalry meant so much to the city. But not only that, he wanted to be there. Because one of the things that I saw last year when Rodgers was on the sideline, that he was sick to his stomach watching Brent Hundley throw that football. He wanted to be out there so badly. And then, so I'm like, I can't believe it. Rodgers is coming back? Now, all of, now you know this. All Packer fans would know this. That there is no way that you as a coach would have said to Aaron Rodgers, oh yeah, go back in. Especially when it's only the first week of the season. And I mean, the Bears were looking good. And I, and I got to give a lot of credit to the Bears because they, they played a hell of a game. They really did. But you know something? They couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers. That was the thing. And that's why the Bears have lost five straight season openers. And it's not the last time we're going to see that. We got to meet up with Chicago, in Chicago soon. And they're going to be good. And it felt good to say this because I felt like the rivalry between the Packers and the Bears was rejuvenated. But Mike McCarthy out—I mean, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers just outcoached the daylights out of Matt Nagy. Had no idea. What really was mysterious to me, though, was that Vic Fangio stopped blitzing. He kind of just like settled back on it. And also another thing that I saw, the offensive line, and this is a lot of credit to James Camp and the offensive line coach. They were really spread out in the first half. In the second half, what I saw was you saw McCray and you saw Balaga, and they were really tight on those blocks. And I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just kind of shocked by what I just witnessed tonight. But I mean, think about that. I mean, they shut down the blitz. They forced him to go into pass defense, and Rodgers just picked them apart. They had no answer. They were on their tiptoes in the second half, and they were tired. And, and here's another thing about Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack showed a couple of times that he is not at 100% yet, that he is not ready yet, and it showed. In the first half, he was colossal, stupendous, amazing. Packer fans, I know for a fact that you were out there you know, trying to find Brian Gutekus' uh, Twitter page and say, why didn't you bring in Khalil Mack? I know that that was happening. I read it on Twitter, and I was like, man alive, what, what is happening here? By the way, this is the uh, Pack-A-Day podcast. Your 24-7, 365-day-a-year Packer podcast. I'm Jake Turner. Packers win tonight, 24-23. They go 1-0 on the season. And I mean that that if that is the way to open up 100th anniversary of this decorated football team, I mean I'll take it. I am a okay with walking into class tomorrow, and my voice is shot. Jeez, I don't care. I'll, I'll have a notebook with me and I'll write in words if I have to. Because that game was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It seriously is going to be in the brainstem of every Packer fan. It really is. You know, funny thing is, before I got on air here, 
Chris Berman of ESPN was doing his uh, top 10 favorite Bears-Packers moment. And number one was Brett Favre getting his uh, name put up in the Hall of Fame for the Packers. And that really made me just like shake my head because we lost that, because the Packers lost that game. And that was on Thanksgiving night. Yeesh. Well, now I'd have to say that probably is number one. Because what else can you say? I mean, this is the first time. This is the first time that Aaron Rodgers, since 2015, against the Detroit Lions, when they had to come back 20 down. And that was on Thursday Night Football. I mean, that wasn't like a huge stage. And that was the one where he, you know, throws it up in the air. And there's Richard Rodgers there for the touchdown. And you thought you saw it all. And then you see this tonight. And you find Geronimo Allison out of nowhere. Right off that right side against Kyle Fuller. Who the Packers gave an offer sheet to. Remember that? And Geronimo Allison had him burned. Like Fuller was trying so hard to get to the end zone. But Allison was right there ready. Two feet in. Touchdown Packers. And then Devontae Adams with that 51-yard catch. And then the 12-yarder where he's like pushing over three different Bears players. I was just like, man, are we going to win this game? Are the Green Bay Packers going to win this? It, it just it felt like it was a dream happening. And then the, the roughing the passer penalty happened. Oh, my goodness. The roughing the passer penalty was just deplorable. It truly was. Because I felt like, oh my goodness, I think he just cost us the game. But Trubisky was looking like Joe Montana in the first half. In the second half, he looked like Elvis Gerbach. I mean, he he did not look confident. Because that... Because, now, let's talk about the Packers defense here for a minute. And, by the way... At the end of this podcast, we're gonna have Aaron. We're gonna have uh, words from Aaron Rodgers during his press conference, and I want you. To, and there's some really good sound out there, so I want you to definitely listen to that. But let's talk about the defense here for a minute. This defense was absolutely dreadful in the first half. It looked worse than capers, because, like I said before, they. We're getting burned on sideline passes. Their man-to-man coverage was terrible. They couldn't get any pass rush on this Bears offensive line. And I kept telling everybody, this Bears offensive line is not, you know, as strong as Green Bay. They weren't. I kept saying that Charles Leno Jr. got paid too much. And he proved it again. That he's mediocre off that left side. I mean, it's a, it's a decent offensive line. It's not a strong offensive line. So I'm just sitting there, and it's 17 nothing, and you got Deshaun Kaiser in, and oh my goodness. How does this defense fix it? Well, then something just clicked again. Because you saw more five-man fronts. You saw more of them stacking the line off the left, stacking the line off the right. You saw them running, you saw the secondary running all over the place. Setting up that man-to-man coverage. Putting in zone defense. Nickel, dime, there's Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson almost had a moment where he was almost almost able to get an interception. And I mean, they were out there. And then Kentrell Bryce was coming out. I mean, where did Kentrell Bryce come from? Because in the first half, he looked pathetic. 
In the second half, he's there making moves on Jordan Howard. He's there shutting down Allen Robinson. He's there shutting down Trey Burton. And I'm just like, man, alive. What, where did this come from? It was incredible. I mean, incredible. And Rodgers was, before the fourth quarter started, before the fourth quarter started, he was 10 for 17, 73 yards. In the fourth quarter after that, he was 20 for 30, and 286 yards, three touchdowns. That was his night. So in that fourth quarter alone, alone, he was 10 for 13. And I'm trying to get my math right here. 213 yards, two touchdowns, and two touchdowns. What? Wow. I mean, wow. And you know something? Kudos to the Packer fans who stayed. Because now you're at Stadium View right now. You know, because the best thing about doing a post game like this is I know that this is happening. People are right now at Stadium View. They're at Kroll's. They're getting butter burgers right now made. They're getting their drinks on, everything. It's a party right now in Green Bay. And nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to bed past 2 a.m. Promise you. Because this game, bar none, is one of the, the top five best games I've ever seen as a Green Bay Packer fan. Right up there with the 2013, right up there with the 2015 against the Lions. Because I remember 2013 when Randall Cobb caught that game-winning pass and Jake Cutler sitting there with that long, droopy look on his face like, oh no, he lost again. I mean, I thought I'd, I'd seen it all. You know, when Rodgers had that bomb again to Richard Rodgers and that bomb to Jeff Janis in the, in the divisional playoff against Arizona. I mean, I thought we saw everything from Aaron Rodgers. And then the guy goes out and bees like flipping Willis Reed of the New York Knicks in the 1960s when he came back. He was injured in the first half. Second half, he comes out and he looks like a Hall of Famer. I mean, it looked like it was curtains for the Packers. It really did. Don't forget, you can uh, find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, whatever you can find it, you're going to find the best in Packers podcast, period. 24-7, 365 days a year. I'm Jake Turner. Packers win 24-23. And you know what really was sweet about that? Now, even though the Bears will be pretty solid, it just felt good to watch them just walk out of Green Bay with a loss. It really did. And you know, it's just because of the rivalry. You know, because I've talked to a lot of Packer fans over the years and I, and I swear, I think there is a more of a hatred for the Minnesota Vikings than there is the Chicago Bears. Because the Bears are and the Packers are the oldest rivalry in NFL history. But we, at the end of the day, we respect that rivalry. And we respect them. And now next week, that's a whole different story. Because now the Minnesota Vikings are coming into town. At Green Bay. And we remember, and Packer fans remember what happened that that day in Minnesota when Anthony Barr came out of nowhere, slams Rodgers down, and his collarbone goes into the turf, and that's the end of our season. Well, I'm saying the Packers as as a general here. So that's happening now.
And then we don't find out about Rodgers and the MRI until Wednesday. That's what he said at the press conference. He said, we'll find out something Wednesday. So, Packers fans, listen, we, we got to be patient. Just enjoy this moment. Because this is some of the things that... This is exactly why we watch football. This is exactly why we fill up Lambeau Field since 1960. Sell it out. For games like this. Never giving up on this team. And I'm not trying to preach here. I'm just flat out telling the truth. Because these numbers are... This is unbelievable. He had 213 yards and two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. How do you do that? How do you seriously do that? I, we, as a, as a Packer fan base, we've seen Brett Favre. We've seen the numerous amounts of fourth quarter comebacks he had. And now you get Aaron Rodgers, and he does it again. And again and again. And you think that the fourth quarter comeback against the Dallas Cowboys last year, that was that was the king. That was the moment. And then tonight happens. And oh my goodness. <laughs> Packers win tonight. I mean, we went I mean, Packer this Packers fan base went from the lowest of the lows to the highs of the highs. To the highest peak. It's just maddening to me. And I know this is not like any other post game, but hear me out here. Because I'll say it one more time. After three quarters, the Bears had 213 yards, 126 passing, rushing 87, and four penalties. No turnovers. Still. There was no turnovers until Nick Perry forced that fumble and the Packers killed the clock and they win. You know? The time of possession was 23.58. The Packers barely had 20.57. And the two turnovers. Thanks, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. But I digress. The rushing attack, what, what we had, 62 yards. And that's the funny thing, too. I mean, the rushing did just enough to really open up that leeway for the Packers to get back in this game. And Aaron Rodgers became what he is. I mean, I mean, I know it's crazy to me. Packers win 24-23. Jeez. And you know, funny thing is, I know that this is true. Because Randall Cobb, I mean... <sighs> He does this against the Bears in 2013. Kills their season. He does it again at the beginning of the season. 75 yards. I haven't seen Randall Cobb run like that in years. I mean, he looked like Usain Bolt at the Olympics. He was a dart. He was gone. He was a flash. I was like, who's that flash of lightning? Cobb? I mean, Wow. So, so I mean, enjoy this moment. Of course, Wednesday we find, and Wednesday you find out if Rogers is what what's the status for him, and then it's go time. Game planning for the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings won today, twenty four sixteen, over Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco Forty ers 
Yeah, I watched that game. Vikings defense is for real. Boy, are they for real. And it's not going to be easy next week. But isn't that just the best thing about it? Because think about this. The Packers are going through probably one of the top two top ten defenses in football in the first two weeks. And then the schedule gets a little easier before the bye week. And then the bye week, we got L.A. And then it really gets nasty. If Mike Patton can do what he did tonight like he did in the second half, and exotic blitzes, stacking up the line off the left or right side, and just creating that uncomfortable pressure on Mitchell Trubisky tonight because in the pocket, the guy was forcing out footballs like crazy. And that's what needed to happen. And how about Muhammad Wilkerson shutting down Jordan Howard, not once but twice? That was excellent. And you know, Tariq Cohen is trying to get in the face of Kentrell Bryce and all that kind of nonsense. But enjoy this. Enjoy this because this is the first official postgame for the Pack-A-Day podcast. I'm Jake Turner. Packers win. Packers win. As they open up the 100th anniversary of this football team. Of this franchise. Man. The numbers don't lie. I mean, Randall Cobb tonight had 142 yards. <laughs> the game-winning touchdown was three plays, 75 yards. In all my time I watched Aaron Rodgers play, I've never seen a drive end so quickly. There was 239 left to go in the fourth quarter. After Cody Parkey hit that 32-yarder. 26 seconds later, the Packers are in the lead. And that was the first lead of the night. Wrap that around your head. If they can get to pass the Vikings, go 2-0. Because Mike Patton has a lot of work. It still has some work to do. But if I can see that defense play like they did in the second half tonight, oh boy. That defense is going to get better and better and better as the season goes on. Because I hope that what I saw in the first half from the Packers was just shaking off the rust. Shaking off the rust. Rodgers a little shaken up. But man, my voice is shot. I can't even believe I've been able to stay on air for this long. But as we close out here our first official postgame, in this great Packers victory. Uh, we'll leave you with a soundbite from Aaron Rodgers to close this one out. And I want you to remember this as you leave, as you go to bed tonight. You wake up in the morning and you have a morning coffee. And you're listening to this Pack-A-Day podcast. Listen to this postgame. This was a lot of fun to watch tonight. This was a lot of fun to break down. Because there is a lot to break. There, there was a lot to break down here. The defense has play. I mean, defense does have playmakers. I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying that, but it did. And like I said, Blake Martinez was playing out of his mind in the second half. Mom Wilkerson was stepping up. Kenny Clark was, you know, crashing the middle. Josh Jackson made some moves. Jermon Williams really made it uncomfortable for Taylor Gabriel. And there was a lot to like about this uh, second half of football. But so the Packers will go one and zero. And they'll get ready for the Minnesota Vikings next Sunday. So, uh, there you go. 
Packers Bears win. Packers win 24-23. They go to 1-0 on the season. 0-1 for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> How about that? Aaron Rodgers, the hero of the night, 20 for 30, 286 yards, three touchdowns. There you have it. We're going to leave you now here with a little piece from Aaron Rodgers' press conference. I'm Jake Turner. This was uh, your first official post game of the 2018 season right here on the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can tweet us at at Pack-A-Day Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a Packers podcast like anywhere else than here on Pack-A-Day because it is your only 24-7, 365-day-a-year podcast courtesy of the Green Bay Packers. I'm Jay Turner, and as always, go Pack Go. We'll see you next time. Well, the Prince had just come out of the game, so I was thinking about taking a shot um, on the, the new corner uh, to Devontae. But the uh, corner jumped outside, and the protection was good. When I came back to it, it looked like Geronimo uh, was in a good position if I put a, a ball in that area. And watched the replay back. He does a great job with his hands, um, kind of chopping that arm off and then making a contested catch. Big play for us. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good! 30! Turns upfield. 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over. Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield. Being flushed. Winds up, rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. What did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! 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 Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.